Hi guys, Kim here. Welcome to episode 3 of Brilliant Podcast. Today I'm talking about Rosa, the third episode of Doctor Who series 11. Don't forget to watch the episodes before listening to my podcast. I have another solo episode today, but I'm hoping to start getting some more guest input soon. Rosa was broadcast on Sunday, October 21st, 2018, and was the first episode of the new series I got to watch it when it aired. I even live-tweeted the episode, so make sure you follow at BrilliantPCast on Twitter. I don't know how many episodes I'll get to watch live this year, because I typically work on Sundays, but we'll see what happens. So, we begin the episode with the titles, and then go to 1943 Montgomery, Alabama. Rosa Parks tries to walk through the white section of the bus she gets on and is told she has to get off and go in the quote-unquote colored entrance. She gets off, but the bus drives off without her. Then we cut to 1955, and we see the TARDIS. In this episode, the Doctor's outfit is mostly the same as before, except her t-shirt is a dark red maroon color instead of navy. It still has the stripes, though. I wonder how many versions of this shirt there will be. I bought a version of the navy one at Hot Topic, and I also picked up two white shirts with different stripe patterns across the chest from PacSun. The white shirts are an official merch, but the stripe placement is very popular right now, so it's easy to find similar shirts. So, the Doctor has been trying to get Graham, Ryan, and Yaz back to Sheffield, but can't quite get the knack of the new TARDIS. She argues with Graham whether it's the ninth or the 14th time they've missed Sheffield. Before taking off again, the TARDIS gets an alert. There is Artron energy in the area, and the Doctor wants to go investigate because that shouldn't happen. Graham says he wants to meet Elvis, and they set out into Montgomery. A racist man slaps Ryan in the face when he tries to give a woman her glove back that she dropped. This sets the tone for the episode. As the audience, we already feel uneasy. Rosa Parks comes up and talks the racist guy down, and she talks about Emmett Till. The doctor and friends are excited when they learn who she is, and the doctor scans Rosa as she leaves and finds large amounts of the Artron energy around her. Then we cut to a man approaching the TARDIS where it's parked in an alleyway, and I was afraid he was gonna try and steal it. He scans it with some sort of space gadget, so he definitely isn't supposed to be in this time period either. The doctor and friends get kicked out of a bar by a white waitress saying they don't serve black people or Mexican people. Also, all the dumb racist white people in this episode assume Yaz is Mexican. She's she's not. At first, the doctor tries to ask Yaz and Ryan to go back to the TARDIS to keep them safe, but they won't go. They want to help. They go to the bus depot and find a suitcase that had a perception filter on it, and the doctor is really excited to open it because it has some alien tech inside. I assumed it belonged to the guy with the scanner who shows up and he tries to blast them. So he and the doctor go outside and stand on top of these water tanks or something, and so they face off. This dude is dressed like a greaser, he's got like a leather jacket on, and he also has a vortex manipulator, so I really hoped Jack Harkness would show up, but he didn't. Oh well. Um, I would love to see that character again. Like, John Barrowman's great, 
just Captain Jack Harkness is a really great character, so it would be great if he came back or, you know, if they kept going with Torchwood. Anyway, Leather Jacket, Space Racist Sky, uh, his name is Crasco. He pretends not to know about Rosa Parks, but he definitely does. He's just lying. So, the Doctor and friends go to a motel to work on a plan. It's, again, it's a whites-only hotel. So, Yaz and Ryan sneak in through the bathroom window. There's a point when the Doctor implies she may or may not be Banksy while she's using the wall as a whiteboard. And she's able to sonic the ink to make it disappear when a police officer shows up. And at this point, Yaz and Ryan have to go hide in the bathroom because this dude is also super racist. I kind of get the feeling in these couple scenes that Ryan might like Yaz a little bit, but we just don't know. So while talking to the police officer, Graham pretends that he and the doctor are together and they're in town to show an invention that they've been working on. Uh, So basically, he just poorly describes a smartphone, and he says his name is Steve Jobs. So I think this moment worked well as like a slight comic relief in an otherwise tense situation. Uh, So meanwhile, Yaz and Ryan have slipped out the window, and they hide in an alley, and they have a conversation about how uncomfortable it is for them to be in the racist 1950s South. I thought this conversation was a bit scary, actually. When they come back inside to keep brainstorming, everyone realizes the night Rosa Parks gets arrested for refusing to give up her seat to a white person on a bus is to happen the next night, December 1st, 1955. Graham goes to talk to the bus driver, James Blake, at a bar, and he's also super racist. Surprise, surprise. Ryan goes to Rosa's house where he meets Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and he's super excited to meet him. He mentions that his nan was a big fan of his, so I'm glad we're still talking about Grace now in this episode as well. The doctor talks to Crasco again, the space racist, and we learn that he was imprisoned at Stormcage, which is the same prison where River Song was held. So at this point, I wondered whether it was River's Vortex Manipulator he had. Like, it could easily be a different one, but they're really good at coincidences on the show. Like, there's a point when we learn that River has a Vortex Manipulator, and I forget who says, uh, maybe it's Dorian Maldivar, he says, fresh off the wrist of a handsome time agent, who could only be Captain Jack Harkness honestly. So maybe this is the same vortex manipulator, but could be a different one. Anyway, it turns out Crasco has an implant in his brain. It it changes his brain chemistry so that he can't hurt or kill anyone. So instead, he's doing little things to displace history, like canceling the bus service or giving James Blake a day off. But Because Rosa Parks is riding the bus on that day at that time, the doctor and friends go about fixing everything to assure Rosa gets on that bus to keep history on track. Ryan ends up using Crasco's temporal displacement device to send him to the past so he'll stop disrupting the timeline. And finally, Rosa gets on the right bus, driven by James Blake at the right time. 
So the doctor and friends are on board, and they're going to get off, but they realize they have to stay on to make sure that there are enough white people on board to cause Rosa to be asked to move. But they can't help her when James Blake comes and asks her to move. It's actually Graham that ends up being the one that Rosa is meant to move for, but she refuses. The doctor and friends sort of cause the event to happen because Rosa essentially gets the idea from them that, that she could take a, that she should take a stand. So Rosa gets arrested as history intended and back in the TARDIS, the doctor tells her friends it doesn't get easier for Rosa. She loses her job, her husband loses his job as well, but later in the 1990s, President Clinton awards her with the Congressional Gold Medal, the highest honor for a regular citizen in the U.S. And the doctor takes them to see the asteroid that was named after Rosa in 2014. And the doctor says Rosa changed the world and she changed the universe. This episode was amazing. It was so well written and the story was so strong. I think the subject matter was handled well. And the doctor and her new companions showed how well they could work together as a team. They each had something to bring to the table, and they really saved history together. Unlike last week in the Ghost Monument, where they were just sort of along for the ride, this week the doctor and friends really were integral to the story, even though it was specifically more about Rosa. This was an amazing episode, certainly one to be remembered. It may be one of the best episodes within recent years. I don't think it was my favorite necessarily, but it was still amazing how they tackled the subject matter and told the story. I'm glad we had such a strong episode after last week's more mediocre one, and I hope it's setting us up for a strong rest of the season. I'm happy that... I finally am caught up. I finally get to watch an episode live. I got to live tweet. And this episode of the podcast is being released just a few days after the show was broadcast, as opposed to, you know, a week or two after, like I was before. My final note is that I'm going to rate the episode so far from favorite to least favorite, just so I can kind of track the season, just like on my own opinion. So, my favorite so far was episode one, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. And my second favorite was Rosa. And then that leaves the Ghost Monument in third place. So, we'll see how everything else ranks amongst these episodes for the rest of the season. So, as always, please subscribe to Brilliant Podcast at anchor.fm slash brilliant dash podcast or soundcloud.com slash brilliant podcast. Through Anchor... The podcast is now available on more podcast listening platforms. So far, it's up on Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Eventually, it'll be up on Apple as well, and I believe a couple others. So that is super exciting. Follow me on Twitter at BrilliantPCast. Facebook and Instagram at Brilliant Podcast, brilliantpodcast.tumblr.com, and you can email me at brilliantpodcast at gmail.com.